This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, December 17th, and let's talk about the weather. During the next week, Western Washington will be stuck in a cool, wet period. Over the lowlands, each day will have a high temperature between 40 and 50. Every day will have a low in the upper 30s. Every day will be mostly cloudy. And most rains will have rain. And a handful of days might have light snow in preferred areas. But over the mountains, above 2,000 feet, snow will be the rule. It will come daily, and there will be substantial amounts piling up. By the end of the week, as much as two or three feet above 3,500 feet. I don't foresee any major warm-ups at all, so this snow is not going anywhere. But people are interested in lowland snow, so let's telescope this forecast on the potential for local areas of lowland snow. Early uh, Saturday morning, in the hours after midnight to 6 a.m., a front will approach the region, and this should result in lowered pressure over western Washington. At the same time, there's cold air and higher pressure over British Columbia. As a result of this difference in pressure, cold air from the interior of British Columbia will move southwestward through and out of the Fraser River Valley into northwest Washington. And we're talking about this air moving into the region encompassed by Bellingham, Sumas, and Blaine. And some of it may even get over the San Juans. With this cold air coming out and showers moving in, there is a chance of some very light snow. But again, very light snow. You might get things white could be a half an inch at the most in some locations, particularly as you get further inland. It won't last on Saturday, but don't be surprised if there's some snow up there. The next chance for lowland snow will be late Sunday into Monday. This is a little bit more potent as a low-pressure system develops off of northwest Oregon. So we have this trough offshore, a fairly significant low will form somewhere out there off of northwest Oregon, off of southwest Washington. This will draw cold air again out of the Fraser River Valley, creating that pressure difference I talked to you about. And so I think there's a chance of some light snow around Bellingham, again, light. Uh, I also think with flow coming from a southeasterly direction coming into the Olympics, there could be some snow to the southeast of the Olympic Mountains in places like the Hood Canal. So Watch out for there. I should be honest, at this point, I don't see any really significant lowland snow event uh, in the cards for the next week, but we we should be watching things. And as I mentioned in the second half of this podcast, this is a La Nina year, so we should expect a number of opportunities, not only for snow in the mountains, but, but, but for lowland snow as well. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week.
We are now experiencing a moderate La Nina right now. And by La Nina, I mean that the sea surface temperatures of the tropical Pacific are well below normal. In fact, La Nina has even revved up during the past several months, and it is clear that we will be experiencing La Nina conditions during the remainder of this cool season. But you may ask, what are the implications of this moderate La Nina, both for the Northwest and the rest of the country? And strangely enough, and I'm going to go into this at the end, the recent tornadoes around Kentucky may be in part the results of the La Nina. Now, it is well known, the effects of La Nina on the mid-latitudes, where we are, is often, are often weak early in the fall. But after roughly December 15th, certain impacts are often observed. So the main impacts are after December 15th on the mid-latitudes. What are these impacts? First, a ridge of high pressure aloft tends to build over the Northeast Pacific. And it frequently extends into southern Alaska. Now, on the western side of this high-pressure ridge, warm air moves northward. But on the eastern side of the ridge, winds are from the north and northwest, bringing cold air to the south. So, during La Nina years, when that ridge is offshore, we tend to be cooler than normal over the Pacific Northwest and British Columbia. But there's more. With this configuration, weak upper-level disturbances, sometimes called short-wave troughs, can move around the uh, periphery of the high-pressure area, heading southwards on its eastern side, southward towards our region. These disturbances can bring precipitation and clouds, and yes, even lowland snow, if the setup is just right. Now, most of these southward-moving troughs during La Nina years bring snow to the mountains, so we tend to have bountiful snow during La Nina years. But if one of these troughs moves just right, just down the coast, it can set up a surface low-pressure center somewhere around the, the exit of the Columbia River, around Astoria or around there, and if a low is there, it can draw a cold air through the Fraser River Valley into western Washington while moving precipitation and moisture off the ocean above the cold air producing snow. So that's how we get lowland snow. We have already seen a little bit of this La Nina pattern action br- this week, briefly. And it produced a few days of substantial mountain snows and even a little bit of light snow over southwest Washington around Bellingham. So this is the pattern that we're looking for, amplifying as we go into the rest of the winter. So we would expect colder than normal temperatures and enhanced chances of snow in the mountains and even lower elevations during this year. But finally, let's talk about the interesting connection with the Kentucky tornadoes of last Friday. La Niña's may bring cold air to the northwest but they are associated with warm, southerly flow over the southeast United States. 
At the same time, while warm, moist air moves up into the, into, into the southern tier of states, there can be cold air that's moving southward just to the east of the Rockies. So why do we get this happening? Well, keep in mind the upper level flow tends to be very wave-like. And we're talking about flow at altitudes of 10,000 to 40,000 feet, something like that. The upper level flow tends to be wave-like. With a ridge of high pressure offshore, we tend to get a trough along the west coast. But a trough along the west coast tends to set up a ridge over the central and eastern United States. Think of a long rope that you swing at one end, you get a train of downstream waves with ridges and troughs. Same thing with the atmosphere. So, with this kind of pattern, there is warm air moving northward on the west side of this big ridge. That, bring, that brings warm air northward towards Alaska. Cold air is moving southward towards, the, towards us here in the northwest. And warm air is moving northward into places like Kentucky. At the same time, cold air is moving into British Columbia and Alberta, moving into the high plains, which sets up an air temperature contrast between moist air moving into the warm, moist air moving to the southeast and cold air moving down in the, in the plain states. That can help create strong fronts and can help initiate and focus big thunderstorms. So the bottom line of all this is, is that we have a significant La Nina this winter. And its impact on the weather should be significant. With cold, snowy weather favored here over the northwest, but warmer than normal conditions in the eastern United States. La Nina weights the meteorological dice. But as in life, there are no guarantees. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.